0: Sorry we weren't here last week We had an unscheduled break due to just running out of time Didn't we? We just didn't have time But we did have an excellent bonus episode for our patrons
1: We did, I haven't listened to it back So I don't know what the sound was like on it It was fine, we recorded it in the car It was in the car
0: Yeah, it was. People seemed to really respond to it, didn't they?
1: They did, they liked the subject matter
0: Which we stole from the Corona Diaries But it's a great idea Oh well, what a shame we wasted it on a bonus episode But if you want to go and hear it you can sign up to our Patreon link in the description. Hey, do you talk- want to say what what it, what the subject was? Oh, we just copied that that thing that they did on the Corona Diaries that that where they went through every album and picked a song from each album for the ultimate set list.
1: We created our ultimate set list. Although
0: we went one better because we also included Fish Era.
1: We did, yes. Wasn't just h
0: Talking of the Corona Diaries, mm. um, I reached out this week to Aunt Short about, um, you know, we've got our 100th episode coming up. I thought, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to get H for an interview due to the fact that they're, they're rehearsing for the tour and then touring. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, could uh, could they just record us a little message? Nothing.
2: Oh.
0: It was Monday recording this on fire nothing he's read it because I can see on Facebook that he's read it
1: maybe he has to ask H first
0: he could say he'll ask it H here's an idea everyone why don't you all if you're if you're Corona Diaries patron
2: no that's so why awkward don't
0: you... <laughs> <laughs> no. all you have to do is leave a comment just leave a comment no. <laughs> Just, 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 point out that it's like BeyondPod, the other Meridian podcast, oh the goodness. second best Meridian podcast in the world, is, is coming out to its hundredth episode. Wouldn't it be lovely if Anne and H just did a little? That's, you've just shout ruined out. the
1: surprise if we do get a message
0: then. Yeah, but it, this is this is listener power now. This is the power of the listeners. They'll they'll feel invested in that message. If we get a shout out on the episode from H uh, and Anne on our on bmpod, the listeners will go, "We did that." You know, you can also go and leave a message on H's guestbook on his website. No,
1: Paul, no. Yes,
0: Sonia, That's yes. That's so
1: embarrassing. Why? I, I just can't do stuff like that.
0: Well, you're not doing it. The listeners are going oh, to. They're all going to go en masse. No. Yeah, you know, our thousands of listeners. We do have thousands of listeners. I, I, when I that, those words came out of my mouth then, I thought... Um, that sounds like a lie, but we do have thousands of listeners, <laughs> uh, which which is which is why it's strange that when I asked Lucy if she could ask uh, any of the band the rest of the band to give us a shout out for our hundredth episode. Paul. I find it strange that she also read the message and didn't get back to me. <laughs> so if anyone would like to go on Marillion and fans and, and mention no, to Lucy... Can
2: you not that it's Bean oh Hundredth episode. I'm and wouldn't wouldn't so it be much.
0: nice if we got we got an audio message from from members of the band I mean she lives with one of the band. She literally is married to the drummer.
1: But maybe she doesn't want to ask
0: because they're busy. Maybe she
1: doesn't want to draw attention, to, draw their attention to this podcast, <laughs> well, which is right.
0: fair enough. No, look, I ain't done yet. I'm gonna just ask Mark. Me and Mark, we're like that. We're like that. <laughs> I
1: laugh if then you don't get a message.
0: Tune in next week to find out if He's I hear from it. Mark. He's read gonna... it. He's read it.
1: It's just left you unread.
0: All of them. <laughs> Thing is, I can't message Mark. Actually, I could message Mark on Facebook because he um, he follows the Ampod.
2: Oh my um, goodness.
0: I could, and then I can see whether he's read it, like I did Lucy and Anne.
1: Oh, Paul. This is why I could never be a... um,
0: Telemarketer. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, no, (laughs) God, tried that. Um, I'm just too embarrassed about stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Well, normally I am, but also... Are you? Also, it's our 100th episode. It's a special occasion. It's our Jubilee episode. (laughs) You know... Come on, we've got to do something. Market. I'm not pestering them for interviews because of they're busy, you know. And unfortunately, our hundredth episode will coincide with, you know, either when they're rehearsing, either when they're on tour, either when they're recovering from the tour. Yeah. So you know, I'm not, I'm not asking, you know, I'm not asking for blood. (laughs) Not much. Just stick a phone in front of their face and get them to say congratulations on reaching your hundredth episode. That's it. Get on with your day. (laughs) That's all I want. It's <laughs> all I want, but we've been blacklisted, Sandy, because, oh, my of, because of because of your far right views That <laughs> <laughs> you keep espousing on this podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so tour, talking of the tour, starts on Sunday when this podcast is probably going out because we're not going to put it out. We're not putting it out on the day of the funeral.
1: Where does it start?
0: Well, it's not Glasgow. I know that because the Glasgow show has been cancelled. Oh,
1: was that the Queen's Funeral Day show?
0: Yeah. Which is a... How do you feel about that?
1: Well, didn't... Wasn't it the venue that cancelled it? It was the
0: venue, not the band. The yeah, so, so what can
1: you do if the venue cancels okay, it? Okay, but the venue how do, you, how do you, you
0: feel about the venue cancelling it?
1: It's up to each establishment, I feel. I think every establishment wow. has Dodge their like own... Dodge like a politician. No, that's my genuine view. If, if, like, let's say one establishment is very, very royalist... Yep. ...then fine, take the day off. If another establishment is extremely anti-royal...
0: What? Then they'll stay open. Extremely anti-royal. Yeah, they
1: might be like, they they might hate all things to do with the monarchy. Uh, then they will stay open. I mean. And I, I think everyone should make their own choice. Well, what do you think?
0: God, that's dodged. Wow.
1: No, that's a genuine well, opinion. What my point is,
0: I'm asking That's you a genuine because opinion. Because I saw some people weren't happy because, you know, they've, pay for travel, hotels, that sort of thing, expecting to be going to Glasgow for a gig. Mm, will they be refunded? I would hope so. I think uh, I yes. saw a message from the band saying that the tickets will be honoured for a future date. Like oh, if okay. They can yeah, do fair it. enough. Because the trouble is, uh, you know, playing one gig, that's, you know, when they do a tour, the cost is sort of, you know, lessened because of... The fact that, you know, you're booking everyone for a period of time. Yeah, true. One gig's really expensive.
1: Yeah. But it should be the venue then that covers those costs. Or or the the royal
0: family. I mean, what do you think? (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? I'm just asking the question. Oh, you're asking or you're you're telling? I'm asking. What (laughs) would you do, Paul? If I was the venue? Yeah. Personally, I'll keep it open because it's in the evening. Mm. Uh, It's in the evening. The funeral's during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, even McDonald's is is only staying shut until five p.m.
1: Same as Tesco Express. Yeah, so the big Tescos are all closed. I only know this because they emailed me.
0: I I would I would I would do it. go on go ahead with it. But yeah, as you say, it, it's the, up to the the venue.
1: What if the band was really? Do you think the band are royalists, like fierce
0: royalists? Um, I think Pete posted something, you know, condolences when when she passed. That, so maybe he bought the night off because he'd been mourning. Um, but yeah, but it's a loss for the band, isn't it, financially? Mm. However you look at it, that's mm-hmm. a loss. Um, tours ain't cheap.
2: Yeah, true.
0: Anyway, <laughs> not really. So your
1: conclusion is you'd keep it
0: open? If it was me, yeah, because just because of the time mm. that it's happening. You could look at it as as catharsis because... The one thing we're not getting with the Queen's funeral is the wake, you know. Oh, so
1: you're you're saying the gig would be like the wake?
0: You could view it as that. I mean, it's not like Marillion have massive anti royalist messages in their songs, is it? Mm. You know, and in fact, something like Care, you could go, well, that's That's perfectly judged. Mm. Um, And if and and I don't think the band are going to get up on stage and do a rendition of "God Save the Queen" by the Sex Pistols um you know they're gonna they're gonna behave appropriately yes you know they're mature gentlemen so i think i think i think it's a mistake personally because of that and i uh, you know i but any, it is any, up to the venue yeah i know i of course it is well obviously it is it's like mm. what is what you what you're saying is it's not up to me is that what <laughs> is that by, by uttering up, uttering those words
1: that's what i was oh, saying Oh, really yes. i didn't i
0: didn't know sorry I, I actually thought it was up to me yeah, well, rather than I wasn't, I wasn't actually just voicing an opinion. I thought it was up to me to decide.
1: Well, I've got news for you, Mister.
0: <sighs> so the tour, uh, like at the end of the tunnel tour, do we think we're getting the whole album? Yes, I do. I hope so. I think we're getting the whole album. I would like to get the whole album. Um, I would as well. Yeah, it, it was. It yeah, because I just want to hear all of those songs mm. again
1: because it's so rare to get. You know, after this point, it will be rare to get the whole album ever again. Yeah. Unless we get lucky out a Marillion weekend. So that's that's why I'm hoping that they'll make the most of this tour and go, We know we played it on the recent Marillion weekends, but for this tour we're gonna to play it again you in its entirety. Gonna, they they might shuffle it around. You think they're
0: gonna come out and say that apologetically in those <laughs> <Why do> you- <laughs> I'm really sorry if you're at the Meridian weekends, but we are—we're ju- just going to play it again. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think we're going to get the whole album. I mean, we'll find out, you know, the day this podcast goes out, because yeah. it's going out Sunday.
1: I—I I have a feeling though they'll they might mix it up, so it might not be in order. Yeah,
0: possibly. But then they have got a history of playing albums in order, new albums. You know, oh, they did okay. it with Marbles, or at least the one disc. Hmm. Version, they did it with Brave. Um, Did they do it Fear in order? I think they did, didn't they? Fear Mm. was in order. Oh, on the tour. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure they did. Really? I'm not sure they did.
0: I can look it up.
1: Yeah, look it up. You can prove me wrong. I'm used to being wrong.
0: Oh, dear. (laughs) What an awful life you have, Sanya. What year did Fear come out? Two
1: thousand. And 12?
0: No. 2013?
1: Uh, no. Oh, fear. Sorry, I'm, I was thinking sounds that can't be made. Oh, fear. 16 or 17, I think.
0: Doesn't look like they played it on the tour necessarily in order, but they did when we saw them at um, Royal Albert Hall. That was in order. That
1: was in order. Oh, okay. So All right, so we're both right.
0: <laughs> yes, how about that?
1: That's a lovely... What's the word when you when one please, person meets please the other spend, person in the middle? Please don't spend
0: this episode looking for words that you can't think of. Please don't do that. I can't promise you that won't happen. Please don't do that again.
1: It starts with C. Oh, my God. Stop it. Okay, I can't help it.
0: Compromise. Is that That's the, it.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Also, don't tell me to say a word that begins with C because I'll say the wrong thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was, that's true. That was risky. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what else do we think we're going to get? Because they did do that poll on Marillion and fans, which, of course, everyone just voted for the same old, same Neverland. old Neverland. If we get Neverland, honestly, I'm going to climb up to a balcony and jump off.
1: Cool. I can't wait to see you do that because uh, they probably will play
0: Neverland. You want to see me break my neck? Is that what no, you said? Do you, you want to see me die? No, I did San not say that. You husband. said you'll
1: jump off. You might jump off into a net. So
0: there you go. More likely I will land on a bald man. <laughs> and then <laughs> Wow. What? To Marillion audience, come on, they know. <laughs> Yo, know, that band must look out and just see a sea of a sea of like eggs.
1: <laughs> Ball.
0: Or like that scene out of uh, aliens when they go into the or oh, alien. gross! They go into the into the spaceship and they see all the eggs there.
1: Oh, yuck! I don't want to think about that.
0: <laughs> God bless you, bald man. I love you. All I know, many, many of my best friends are bald. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. Well, don't don't discriminate. Yes, Paul. Um, I don't know. I th- I, I think they're going to chuck in a couple of curveballs,
1: like faith. Come on, play Faith, come on. Really? I mean, maybe, but... And The Only Unforgivable Thing, which I listened to the other day, and it was if, like, if people, yeah, this is a good song.
0: If certain people within the Meridian organisation still listen to us as we know that they did, mm. um, then they might know that we've been banging on about Only Unforgivable Thing. If they play The Only Unforgivable Thing, I'm going to attribute that to us. Okay, Cool. I'll do that too. Yeah. All right. I accepted. Am. Challenge accepted. Yeah, I am. I'm going to claim I'm going to claim victory. All right. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, we've also been blacklisted. But how
1: many <laughs> but how many votes did it get in the poll?
0: A few, not many. Uh, not enough. Uh, um, yeah. I, oh, no. That's what? jumping the gun.
1: No, no. It, I I wanted to mention something, but it's going to be in holidays in Eden, so I'm not going to talk about it yet.
0: All right. Well, shall we talk about it? We can, okay. Well, so then I with- will
1: say it. Tell you what, after listening to the remastered edition of Holidays in Eden, I would love to hear Dry Land because I've just gone full on Dry Land loving You're dry the last land couple of days. Oh, it's such a good song. I love it. Love it.
0: So I'm going <sighs> to vote for Dry Land. I'll, I'll get to Dry Land in a minute. I'm not going to say whether the the, the the deluxe edition technically it's not the remaster it's the deluxe oh
1: it's edition. a deluxe edition
0: oh, okay it's a remix it's not a remaster it's a remix
1: what's the difference
2: again
0: a remaster will just take it as a whole a remix will basically rebuild the songs from scratch um, oh. based upon the, the tracks that are available
2: right which is why um.
0: certain sounds and noises are sort of higher in the mix yes i did notice that before we actually get into discussing how it sounds,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'll just read out what's on the uh, the CD Blu-ray version. Okay. So it's a
1: lovely looking booklet, by the way. Well,
0: yes, it is. The bloody moon is still off centre. The moon oh is my still goodness. off centre. How do
1: you even notice things like that? Well, because it's off centre. But why is, does that bother you? It is does. the moon in the sky always perfectly centred?
0: The moon in the no, sky. No, the moon
1: moves. The mo- or the, the earth moves. The I don't sky, know, something moves. The
0: sky is not an album cover.
1: Well, it's more natural looking if it's not in the centre. It's natural. It, it, it is natural. You, no, I you don't know, want the moon in the centre. You know nothing
0: about graphic design. If it was... If it was like massively off center you would go okay instead because it's slightly off center I like it cover. I, don't, I like, like it being off center I don't I, I, don't, li- I hate it I, I hate it it's always bothered me I hate it I
1: do not want it in the center because that's unnatural
0: and wrong the More I look at it the more it gives me an aneurysm It looks in, in center enough it's
1: good enough you know, it's basically in the centre, which is all we need. We don't need precision. Nature does not work with precision.
0: Well, I'd expect that from someone on the far right, whereas us centrists <laughs> yeah. would prefer the moon in the centre.
1: The moon's <laughs> a little bit to the right.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, no wonder you like it. People
1: are actually going to believe that I have far right views if you keep saying
0: it. <laughs> OK, I'll stop saying it, far left. You <laughs> want to deny those? Uh <laughs> it's put you in the, on the spot, isn't it? <laughs> Look, okay, disc one is obviously the the remix, which the remix is done, but I've forgotten the the guy's name. Who remixed it, Sonia? I'm looking in the booklet. Look, and can hear me hear me looking. Lo- lovely booklet, by the way, it's obviously so with the, nice. all the sleeve notes. The
1: pages are such thick, high quality pages. Yeah. Beautiful colours. The artwork is absolutely stunning.
0: Yeah, it, 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 uh, I agree. I don't know who did that, but it is really gorgeous. Oh, here we are. Uh, deluxe version artwork, Simon Ward for identity. Face the Gordon Graham for memorabilia. Uh, Tim Sidwell's obviously done the doco. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um,
1: what does memorabilia
0: mean? Well, things that are photographed that are in here. Oh, I see. Memo- you know what memorabilia means.
1: No, but I didn't know what it meant in terms of the booklet.
0: Sorry, I will sniff in the booklet. Smells good. (laughs) It smells new. What does it smell like? New. New.
1: Nude.
0: (laughs) Nude. It smells like a nude. (laughs) Uh, Should warn you, by the way, that there is a 12 rating because of the Blu ray, which contains moderate sex references. Oh. Yeah. What?
1: The documentary? Yeah. (gasps) Oh.
0: It's Pete. Saucy. Pete. What's he said? He just starts going on about sex. Like Being a, his hobby. For, no, that's brothers. Oh, that's right. Remember. <laughs> he says one night they all had sex.
2: <laughs> Paul.
0: They <laughs> took magic mushrooms and had sex.
1: <laughs> they did talk about magic mushrooms in the booklet, they though, took it didn't in terms they? of
0: sex with brothers. <laughs>
2: it was <Paul>. his hobby. <laughs>
0: And H comments, uh, I think it's great that we all dressed up as Mexicans and took magic mushrooms and had sex with brothers, but I don't think we should have done it all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) How's that? How's that 100th episode shout out coming along, Lucy?
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: That blacklist's getting black on. (laughs) It is indeed. So, Disc 2, Live in Hammersmith, 30th September 1991. I was probably there.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Um, Which is the set list. Uh, This is Disc disc 2 and 3, by the way. Uh, Splintering Heart, Garden Party, Dry Land, Happy Now, Sanya. Yeah. King of Sunset Town, The Party, Easter, The Space, Holloway Girl, A Collection, Waiting to Happen, Cover My Eyes, Lords of the Backstage, Blind Curve. Uninvited Guest, This Town Rates Progress 100 Nights. Uh, Slash Navarre, uh, Holidays in Eden, uh, Hooks in You, No One Can, Berlin, Kaylee and Incommunicado. That's a good set list.
1: Nice, yeah. That's Do you remember anything about that gig? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 30, 31 years ago. Um, the Blu ray obviously contains, uh, um, well, <laughs> there's the, the 5.1 surround version which obviously we haven't listened to we need to go around our mate mix well,
1: yeah I mean we haven't watched the Blu-ray at all yet anyway
0: no we might talk about that a bit more soon next week after
1: we've watched it
0: yeah after we've if we watched get it.
1: any free time this weekend
0: so it, this contains all the B-sides and bonus tracks so you get Sympathy How Can It Hurt a collection the acoustic version of Sympathy I Will Walk On Water alternative mix then various Moles Club demos uh, Splintering Heart You Don't Need Anyone which was the um, other how We Live song that they tried to record. Oh,
1: right. But yes. they decided that it
0: was too poppy even for yeah. the, even for age. Uh, no one can. The party, this town, waiting to happen. Eric, I love Eric, um, which that's taken from the Stoke Road to Ipanema video that they did, which um, is just a little improvised bit. And then you get the Epic, which the Epic uh, um, Mushroom Farm demo, the Epic has one of Rother's best solos on it. It's, it's, I think it's just a jam, mm. um, but this solo that's on there is so good and it's such a shame that it never made it to an actual song. It's one of his best solos. I swear to God, I love it. Um, anyway, uh, and then you get the documentary. You get the promos for Cover My Eyes, No One Can and Dry Land. And Then you get a whole concert. Video concert from German TV, which uh, Heart, Cover My Eyes, Slange, Uninvited Guest, Party, Easter, No One Can, This Town Makes Progress, Kaylee, King of Sunset Town, Holidays in Eden, Hooks in You, Freaks in Communicado, Garden Party, Sugar My Script for Just as t- Again, that's a heck of a set list, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a good set list. Yeah, so what were your thoughts on the remix?
0: Well, they're, they're, they're weird, these things, aren't they? Because you do too much and you you upset people. Mm. Um, you do too little and you, it's like, what's the point? Where do you
1: think it fell?
0: Out of all their albums, you know, it was really kind of... You know, it had that pop production mm. and it was really glossy as an album. But I know perhaps the band felt that it was too poppy and too clean and too shiny. Mm. Yes. And I suspect what their request was going into this was to just bring out some of the sort of energy and the rockier elements, which is what it seems to have happened.
1: Oh, ah, interesting. Um, That's interesting because actually in the booklet, because I was reading through the booklet last night, um, on a couple of occasions, I think it was Ian. I couldn't really figure out. I think the first one was Ian. And on a couple of occasions, they were mentioning how, one, the first occasion was... Um, they went to see Simply Red in concert uh, yeah. in Brighton, <laughs> but it sounded too perfect. Yeah. And then and then that was like, oh, it takes away some of the rawness. And then the second occasion was, I think it was Ian, saying how he prefers when music has a bit more of a rawness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was why... <sighs> He, I think it was him saying it, prefers after they've played an album live, he thinks the live versions sound mm. better than the recorded versions.
0: I mean, reading the, the sleeve notes and, you know, we, we did a whole series on Holidays in Eden. You know, we, we've done several episodes on it. We know that there was a certain degree of pressure to have hits again, you know, to yes. get back to where they were with Misplaced Childhood. Yeah. And it was coming from the record company who were putting pressure on the producer, Chris Neal. Is it Chris Neal for this one? Yeah, Yeah, Chris Neal. And then also within that, there was a certain pressure within the band because it was the first time they'd written with H. And H, you know, How We Live, that album was was very much a pop album.
2: Mm.
0: And I think, yeah, they were getting the band as a whole, were sort of getting it on, on several fronts. Really. Mm, but then yes. on top of that, they themselves, I'm sure there must have been a, a bit of internal pressure where they kind of went, Oh my god, we were selling a million albums and now we're not. Mm. Uh how do we get back to that? But of course, Misplaced Child was never written as a commercial album. It, it wasn't yes, yeah. it wasn't
1: written with we have to sell three hit singles in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It happened organically that it had hit singles.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you know was was is and remains far and away their most successful album. But it's a deeply kind of uncommercial album in the sense that it's not radio friendly. You know, how they mm. even got three singles out of it is a miracle. Because it, it does not play by the rules. No. Um and you know really in any of their their most sort of lauded albums are like that really. They're just doing their thing. Uh so but this is something I think that, that well, we've addressed going through, particularly the nineties the with the band, you know, how they seemed to lose a bit of a sense of who they were mm. and what they f- should be doing. Uh, probably because of that, you know, slip from those heady heights of sort of number one albums and, and the like. So I get, I get the doubt, but I tell you what I felt overall, in an overall sense, with this remaster—sorry, it's not a remaster; it's a remix—is that it feels like it's sort of brought more into line with something like an hour before it's dark. Mm. It had more energy and urgency, and yes, they've kind of pumped the guitar.
1: Oh yeah, up. and the bass.
0: And the bass and the drums. I could actually hear drums. it. It was
1: so good. And the drums. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So it's
0: got a lot more. Love it. It's got a lot more rock energy. So mm. it sounds more like the Marillion we know. Yes. It's still a shiny album.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it sounds beautiful. It's got such a
0: lush sound and a, such a great atmosphere. But on the whole, it's sort of quite a, it's quite a subtle change. But it's interesting that that subtle change actually has a, an effect overall. Mm. Now there's, there's only one song that I felt that that approach didn't work. And that is probably my favorite song on the album, which is waiting to happen. Um, Oh, right. Because the guitar is, is lifted up above the, the, you know, and on a sort of level with the vocals and is lifted up above that lovely keyboard line that's, that goes through it. Yeah. That lovely soft keyboard melody. And so the guitar dominates. But what I loved in the previous versions, because there's of been two previous versions released of the album, it was how the guitar sort of just sat in there and provided the sort of texture. But now the guitar's kind of much more in your face. And I felt it didn't work as well with "Waiting mm. to Happen. But generally everything else, you know, it, it was almost like, you know, I listened to it loud in my headphones mm. Um and then we listened to it in the car and it was like, oh, actually in the car. In the car, know, you couldn't it, I, really yeah, hear the difference the as difference, much. But with yeah. headphones, I could With headphones,
1: difference. it was really glorious. Um, and it was really weird having listened to... Because the first time I listened to the album, of course, we were going in order. I hadn't listened to subsequent albums yet. Um, and it was really weird. This morning, I was listening to it again when, when uh, the This Town trilogy came on. I think... Which bit was it? it? Might have been the middle bit. Is that the Rake's progress? The middle yeah. bit in the trilogy. It sounded. I could really hear the connection with Brave. Yeah, and it was freaking me That's out. I was just like, "Whoa! I can, I can hear like the seedlings of Brave in this." That's really
0: interesting. Well, not least because some of that song dates back to the Fish era. Really? Yeah.
2: Get out uh, of here. And
0: I could really hear that in, it's like I could hear that in Summer Splintering Heart as well. Yes. Kind of the, the classic yeah. sort of Merillion sound. Yeah. Because when this album came out, I think I and a lot of people went, wow, this doesn't really sound like Merillion. But what this, oh, has, really? what this has done is it's made it sound more like Merillion. It's and,
1: pulled out. It's like, yes, there Merillion was in there.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: pulled out those sounds that maybe we couldn't hear with the original Exactly,
0: it got buried in the original production because that production was kind of going, pop, pop, pop. So Sanya set up the sound recorder today and uh, she forgot to plug it in. So we've just lost about half an hour of the episode.
1: (laughs) We're (laughs) were so gutted. we, We were
0: just having a good old chat and didn't notice that the sound recorder had switched off. So wherever we were up to, we've forgotten, um, or whatever got recorded. Uh, I don't think we'd started going through the tracks from what I've just listened back to. You're, you're in a bad way now, aren't you?
1: Well, yeah, because I thought we—it was a really good episode. It was great like for a, for a change. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just felt like you know we're making good points and. Now I'm not gonna remember what I've said or what you said and
0: I believe we were up to the bit where we were saying we could hear elements of, of the fish era and the earlier Marillion sound and how it how it was a bridging album between that earlier era and what they went on to do.
1: Right. You mean in the remix? This is gonna be weird for people listening because they would have just heard what everything we've
0: yeah, yeah. we'd move far but past we don't, that point. we
1: don't know what we've said and what we haven't said. So have we said that...
0: <laughs> this, is a, this is
1: a shambles
0: now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was such a good ep. I know. I feel really sad. it. Well, we were...
0: Uh, we have we were. said that...
1: Have I said that I could hear elements of Brave in yes, this town? Yes, just said that bit. I've already said that. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, but... What we were just saying before uh, Sandy and she needed to go out to the toilet and I noticed that I, uh, the sound recorder had gone off. Uh, thank you to Sandy's bells. For...
1: <laughs> no, bladder. <laughs> just, like, skip over this whole section of what,
0: subject. What we were just saying um, is about how... Uh, Marillion, you know, the pressure that was on this album to produce three hit singles and you know that that Chris Neal said, you know, I'll let the band outside of those three pop songs, I'll let the band just be Marillion. Yes. But I still think that got buried in the mix. Oh, uh, with that, the, that, yes. he, that, that sort of pop sheen and how this remix has has brought out a lot more of that sort of classic Marillion sound. You know, what he did, Chris Neal, was a sort of quite nineties, early nineties production. Um, mm. or early nineties pop production. You know, that was sort of his history. And how it says in the sleeve notes of the reason why the band went with him was because of what he'd done with Mike and the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um but Mike and the Mechanics really are quite poppy. And mm. how what this album has done in the remix is a lot of those sort of keyboard sounds have come to the fore, and you can sort of hear how they're very sort of classically '90s
2: yeah. keyboard
0: lines or keyboard sort of pads. Um, and Mark, I think, says oh something yeah, about so it.
1: in the sleeve notes, Mark was saying with somebody like Chris, his focus was very much on the vocals, which I thought was interesting. Mark said the vocal melodies, the singing, and how catchy the song is. You know, you want to get the song across, get the words across, and you want to do it in a way that's commercial. So the amount of time that was spent recording the instruments didn't feel like it was enough to me. On a song like No One Can, I would do a vanilla sounding pad and he would be going, well, that's it, that's the chords done, next. And I'd be like, can't we experiment and try a few different things? But he didn't want to spend time trying to get different sounds or interesting parts. He was like, we've done what's necessary, let's move on. So instrumentally, it did feel like a shallow sounding album, although that's not to say that it doesn't work on certain songs.
0: Something that really stood out for me across all the songs was, I don't know if they've sort of removed some of the reverb on H's voice because his voice was, it sounded, even though he's sort of 31 years younger, it sounded sort of less like young H and more like today's H with that sort of slightly more gritty gravelliness that he has i recognize the voice more Mm. um on this so again this is why for me you know spitting heart is a good example why as a whole that the album feels like more of a part with the, the the wider meridian sort of canon and how uh You know, I could see these songs in a set list, all of them, really, sitting really well alongside An Hour Before It's Dark now because they've got that, you know, it almost sounds like they've sort of upped the tempo on the songs. They sort Mm. of just, you know, kind of clatter along at a real breakneck pace. All of them, all of them, really.
1: Yeah, which is why it would be really interesting to get a documentary um, interviewing the the sound engineer who Uh,
0: remixed. (laughs) We can't find. (laughs)
1: Yeah, who who did the remix and find out what he did, what the reasons for his creative choices. I'd just like to know what, what he's actually done. Yeah. And why.
0: Yeah. Uh, why? Well,
1: I think that would be fascinating. I did.
0: I did wonder whether Rother's was, uh, you know, breathing over his shoulder, going like up the guitar, up the guitar. More guitar. <laughs> the guitar
1: <laughs> was definitely more present in yeah. this remix. Yeah. Definitely. So it was the bass and the drums.
0: Yeah, but and that is is why it sort of got more urgency because that rhythm section is really yeah. kind of like driving the songs more. Possibly. Yeah. Um, so, Splintered in heart. I mean. It, it, it's not a dramatic reworking of it, but when it really kicks in, I mean, there's lots of little sort of sounds in the opening. You know, the the, the great sort of you know sequence, keyboard motif that that starts the song. Yeah, you know, there's lots of little sounds that have been brought up, little sort of vocal shouts and things that are sort of to the fore. Mm. And you know, when it really kicks in, it is it's a rock song, and it is a long way from yeah you know, being the pop album that everyone dismissed Holidays in Eden as at mm. the time and that again is another thing that this remix does is it sort of pulls away from you know that popness of it the
1: poppiness of it yeah um yeah which is weird because I never I never would have classed Holidays in Eden as a pop album even though it has pop songs on it
0: but you weren't there at the time and you know it 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 was a, in some ways a sort of aberration when you sort of see where it sits because Season's End sounded very much fishy, y and mm. then Brave is this dark, complex prog album yeah, where they're really kind of leaning into their interests. For
1: me, Brave stands out more than Holidays in Eden in
0: yeah, that maybe. group
1: of albums, in that timeline. Yeah, It's like, whoa, that sounds so different to anything on either side of it.
0: Yeah, you may have a point. I think there was a, another quote in the, in the booklet from, I don't know, it was Rothers, who sort of said what they were trying to do with Holidays in Eden, they finally succeeded with on Afraid of Sunlight.
2: Oh. Which Afraid of Sunlight is a
0: much more sort of grown up, mature sounding album. It still has that pop yeah. element to it. yeah, uh, But it, it, it's grown up.
1: Yeah, but I guess, you know, as they were writing Holidays in Eden, this was their first album with H, where they had sort of work, started working from scratch together. And they were still trying to find their feet and their flow together. So it makes sense that they achieved it by Holidays in Eden.
0: This was just the start of that. Yes, it was. And I think there was there was confusion with them over whether... Well, what they were, what hole are we now? Mm. You know, we've been this band that had number one albums and, you know, huge international s- success. And, you know, we've lost that leasing. we've got this, you know, and there's even a quote where in the booklet, we're not going to read all the booklet, but the, a quote from Rothers where he sort of says, you know, Steve Hogarth was a was a pretty boy, you know, handsome. Yeah, he looked lad. like
1: a handsome pop singer.
0: Yeah, he looked like he could be in a boy band. Yeah, And so there must have been a degree of pressure not only outside, but internally, where they could have gone, we can capitalise on that. He's got a voice. But he,
1: didn't he also come from more a poppier
0: background? Well, How We Live, the How We Live album, the one How We Live album, was, was a pop album. It's a great album. I love the How We Live album. We'll do an episode on it eventually. Um, although his previous band, Europeans, were you know, very much a, a sort of new wave alternative act. Uh, and, you know, that's the sort of thing that H has sort of leaned into more. But he's always had that ear for a catchy chorus and a melody. And mm. that was part of the tension on this album was that yeah. H was sort of going, you know, let's let's make it catchy. Let's, you know, let's, oh, let's I finish this that, song and chuck a chorus in.
1: I found that really interesting how they were saying how uh, them trying to learn how to work together as well when mm. they've got such different pro creative processes so like h was kind of like right let's finish this let's do this and 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 Rod was like i have to wait for the inspiration yeah and and that kind of the contrast how on earth, until they got to the point where they had to send h away for two weeks
0: but what's interesting about that when h got sent away while well, they attempted to work on holidays in eden Yeah, and he said he came back and they weren't any further along. Yeah. was in that time he'd written a a demo for the party. What's Mm. interesting is the party is not really poppy. No. Uh, You know, and especially on this version, it's a real rock song. I don't know whether that was H embracing instincts that were there already or whether that was H kind of going, I need to write something that fits in. Mm. Uh, So
1: using his own process of working quickly... To create something that would fit with their more complex style.
0: Because when I first heard The Party, because I heard that live alongside No One Can before the album came out, and I thought, oh, that sounds like Meridian. Uh And it's interesting to, that, yeah. uh, to hear that it, it's very much H.
1: Wow. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that.
0: So next track, Cover My Eyes. This has gone from being an out-and-out sort of pop song for me to being much more of a rock song. And I could hear them, the similarities with this now and something like Hooks In You. Because the guitars are so far up in the mix, because the drums, you know, are in there. You know, Hooks In You came on in the car the other day and I went, God, I love this. (laughs) I know I always go on about Marillion don't write great rock songs, but they have written some great rock songs. And Cover My Eyes is now a great rock song. Yeah, When they're poppier rock songs, they do it really well. Catchier ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not when they're trying to be heavy, heavy. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, when they're being kind of, you know, party songs.
1: Yeah. So I guess maybe even, you know, in on either side when they're doing proggier songs, when they're doing rockier songs, as long as they accept that slight element of poppiness in them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It works really well. As I've said so often, Marillion for me are as much pop as prog, and they've got and maybe pop's the wrong word because "pop" always sounds disposable. But what they are great at, and far better at than a lot of prog bands, the majority of prog bands are creating really melodies, really that that just stay in your head and mm. you can sing along with. Yes, uh, you know, going right back to Market Square Heroes, which is a great Catchiness. pop song. It's catchy. Look at Market, yeah, you know, you look at Market Square Heroes. You know, you can you, everyone sings along to that. Garden Party has you know even he knows you know it's a bit heavier but wow you can sing along to that so you know and, and for Garzi, Assassin, Punch and Judy yes again that was a heavier album but they had it baked into them that they knew how to write something that was really catchy and mm. anthemic and sing-along-y whereas mm. you, you know it wasn't ever for Merillion always about kind of time ch- signature changes and Key changes and all the rest of it, they they always had that ability to write a song that was memorable. Cover My Eyes, No One Can, Kaylee, Lavender, all of those, you know, just happened to have the, the sort of faders pushed up more on those. Yeah. So on to a song that I know you don't like, The Party.
1: Yes. I have to say I listening to it again in this remixed version. I still don't like the theme. I don't know why. There's just something about (laughs) it that just feels it. It feels icky. I don't know. There's just something like chemically that I just don't like about it. It's meant to be icky. But the music. Oh my goodness! The guitar in it. There's like a section kind of further in the second half. Uh, The guitar was great, and I really did enjoy the music in it. So it's like okay. I don't hate it. But I can't get past the subject matter. I can't. I can't get past the lyrics. I don't know why.
0: I mean, this is another one for me on here that the fact that they've kind of upped the rockiness and the rawness of it really works. I,
1: it works. Yeah, it works with for the sure. subject matter. It yes. feels
0: chaotic. It feels like a sort of night where you're out of control. And yeah. It really sort of crashes and clatters and yeah. And the music's great. But you don't. You can't get past the subject I, matter.
1: I know. Ooh, welcome to your first party. I still don't like it.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way. I know. Oh, it's just oh, cringe. I don't know. I mean, you know, we know they had a party like that while they were making the album. <laughs> <laughs> now, no one can. Yeah. This version mm. is the one song on the album where they haven't added rock to it. It stayed as a sweet somewhat sac not somewhat it's Marillion's most saccharine song Mm. Um, but they've left all that intact if anything I think they've made it more sugary well I have a
1: sweet tooth and I love it disclaimer I didn't listen to it side by side with the previous version so I
0: can't really tell the difference what stood out for me with this was the backing vocals (laughs) They've really up the no one can take you, no one can take you. Uh, and it reminded me of the Osmonds. And I could imagine H standing there up front like Donnie and the rest <gasps> wow. of the band in satin shirts, kind of unbuttoned. To the, oh,
1: I'd love the sternum, to see that.
0: You know, clicking their fingers and like kind of, you know, doing a little routine back from side to side and, you know, singing along. You'd love to see that.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see that.
0: The Maril- Marillion as the Osmonds. <laughs>
1: mari Osmonds.
0: Yeah, I could do a good version of Crazy Horses.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah! I'm campaigning for that. Let's do that. Marillion
0: need to do Crazy Horses.
1: Crazy Horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I found them a bit much.
1: <laughs> really? The back oh. vocals. It, yeah. it didn't stand out enough to me to bother me.
0: Yeah, maybe because I was listening to it loud with headphones. Maybe. Yeah, all of this. I. It didn't sound as different in the car in the
1: car you couldn't like it was like well, what's the point yeah it sounds the same with headphones you can really hear the difference in the sound most yeah. of the time but i did not pick
0: up on the backing vocals it is weird though that to think you know when this album came out and like no one cam has released as a single twice they released it as a single because they thought it should have been a hit the first time it yeah. should have i mean the the video have you ever seen the video Oh, it's I'm on the it's, sure. it's on the Blu-ray, so we will watch watch the video. What well, well, what
1: happens in the video?
0: It's just H kind of soft focus Seeing to the camera, looking as pretty as he possibly can,
2: Aww.
0: and uh, doing his pouting. Oh, by the way, can I just say? Welcome to your first party. Uh. No,
1: don't say that.
0: <laughs> There's a photo in um, the booklet. Oh, goodness. I've seen many times of the band.
1: It's your favourite photo, isn't it's it? It's my
0: least favourite photo. I mean, I know H back then had a bit of a habit of pouting and leaving his mouth open for photos.
1: He had to be sexy.
0: Okay, made me feel a bit sick.
1: Paul! Oh, by the way, can you leave a message for our podcast saying congratulations <laughs> for the 100th episode? <laughs>
0: can't imagine why we're I'm blacklisted. <laughs> 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 Everyone, go on, Marillion and Faz. Pestillation. Lucy. No, Lucy's don't. Friday questions. Please why haven't, don't. Why haven't, you, no. why haven't you got the band to record a message? Please Congrats. don't. <laughs> Just don't listen to this episode.
1: <laughs> or uh, any of the other ones. Or any of
0: our episodes. She does or has in the past. She might listen to this one because it's the review of the new deluxe edition.
1: Oh, well, what a fine one to listen to when we've lost half of it and then trying to paddle backwards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is why people showcases
1: love our professionalism.
0: Yeah, I actually <laughs> Not enough,
1: plugging in the sound recorder. Uh,
0: I, I had a message yesterday from our friend and listener, Regis. Uh, wicked pisser. I was wearing his pisser.
1: T-shirt this morning. Oh,
0: good. It was very nice. It was just out of the blue saying, you know, the reason why he thinks certain people like us is because we're genuine and it's like yeah but unfortunately that comes with warts and all yeah (laughs) Uh, it's a big unfortunately we had we
1: had such a good
0: episode before that it was so
1: good no one can understand how good it was no
0: one can understand (laughs) how good it was god i can't sing anyway the photo in the booklet yes your favorite photo it's the one it's the black and white one it's all the band like really moody lighting and h is at the front doing his mouth half open like a sort of you know beached fish uh Paul well he looks like he's catching flies uh and and he's got his, his hand is doing this thing where
1: oh like Dr. Evil
0: yeah like a sort of Dr. Evil thing. Powers, I don't know if it's like so it just it does make me feel a bit sick because I just think he's like wow. sucking on his finger or he's picking some food off his face so it's one, one or the other. He's touching his, he's sort of just touching his lower lip. So, he, what's wrong with, with picking food
1: off your face? You would prefer someone to leave food plastered to their face.
0: You don't. Okay, I'm got, you're going to make me tell you my thought process. Yes, please. It made me think of like ketchup on a plate, like kind of on a dirty plate of ketchup. <laughs> with that, you, you got all that from a photo. Yeah, of H touching his face with his little finger <laughs>
1: reminded you of ketchup on a plate, a
0: dirty plate. You know I don't deal with that well. I oh love ketchup. Goodness. I love ketchup on, on you know, fish and chips or in a burger. But I don't like it on a dirty plate. Someone else's dirty plate makes me feel sick if I have to do that washing up. You're a mysterious fellow. Anyway, that's, that's why that photo makes me feel <laughs> sick. Because it's like H is wiping ketchup off his face with his little finger. While, while pouting. You really analysed the photo. I didn't analyse it. That's just, this is a gut feeling. You're making me just explain it all. <laughs> you wanted to know. Catch up on a plate, everyone. But he was very pretty. Anyway, the steamer, Holidays in Eden.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness, Paul. Can you believe this? Each time I've listened to this new remix version, I've kind of forgotten that it was the steamer until it gets to the chorus. I've even almost enjoyed it. Until
0: it gets to the chorus, then so the chorus, then the chorus
1: kicks in, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, there, there we go, it's the steamer. If the chorus wasn't in it, I would actually like it.
0: That I don't like the opening bit. Where yeah, the, the opening where bit. I've never that. liked the opening but bit. That first verse, it's like the opening
1: of a musical, but not a not nice a nice one. Musical
0: <laughs> shit. The musical. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's shit.
1: <laughs> the sequel to hair. Yeah,
0: where well, was hair at? All the uh, the cast naked on stage. This one just has them shitting on stage
1: <laughs> on a plate. People, No. What? I was going to say, people wiping it off their mouths. Oh, Sanya! Little finger. Anyone
0: thinks I'm the, the you one can who goes to edit too that much. out? No, no, they need to see what you're really That's like. It's really disgusting. I'm ashamed of myself. On a Marillion podcast, for the love of God, where we're trying to get shout outs from the band <laughs> and management and their podcast hosts, and you're talking about people wiping it off their face <laughs> on stage. <laughs> <laughs> It's part of a musical. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unsubscribe, subscribe (laughs) subscribe So, yeah, I mean, that, the first, uh, the first verse I really like. Mm. I I can't even say what it is about the chorus that's so horrible. It's a bit jarring. It's the same thing, yeah, aside from the fact that the verse-chorus transition is just... Um, (laughs) The it's the same sort of sound or kind of music or melody as Paper Lies. That,
1: yes, same pace
0: possibly, or something, or just and it still sounds like 80s, yes, to me, even more so in this version. I mean, they've done the same thing with it as they've done on the other tracks, where they've sort of rocked it up a bit and given it more power and urgency. They have improved
1: Um, it, they have definitely improved it. The
0: fact I was enjoying
1: it most of it a lot of it let's not say most of it a lot of it and it ends with a comment from Ian which I missed it what was it
0: congratulations to Beampod on their 100th episode
1: <laughs> no dream One.
0: you really laughed at that last time I said it <laughs> <laughs> the previous version of this that was a really forced laugh I know Aww. this is what you're missing you're missing all the, the genuineness now it's not just,
1: their fault it's our fault
0: it's, we're just acting now <laughs> This <laughs> is <Just> all acting.
2: <laughs> oh, let's move
0: on. Actors. Now we're now we're into uncharted territory because we didn't discuss this dry land.
1: Oh yeah, because we got stuck talking about. I said, which do you prefer this remixed version of Holidays in Eden or Most Toys? Oh god! And then we got stuck talking about the length of the
0: songs Well, again. yeah, because, sorry, you're going to get me started again, because... Well, because I had a really good point. so okay, I did. what's wanna, your point? I, I had did want to restate as well. my point. I had a good point as well. I said the, the length does matter, because if you have two pies, one's a big pie and one's a little pie, and you were like, oh, yeah, but you can only listen to part of the song. And I said, well, then that's like judging two pies based upon eating just the crust
1: of the and bigger I said, pie.
0: And I said, yes, when you watch one of these cookery competition
1: shows... The judges don't eat the whole pie. The judges will have a forkful from one pie and a forkful from another pie, and then judge them based upon that forkful. Right. So, with, no. If you were getting
0: just no. like just get an overview of each. Doesn't song. work as an analogy. Which do you prefer? I've told you, right? Because with a cake. With a cake, all the ingredients are mixed together. So you just have a bite of the cake. Exactly. With a song, the ingredients are spaced out. It's not, you know, because you, you have the first course, middle eight. Intro, outro, widdly widdly bits. You know, you don't you don't have it all. You don't listen to all of the song at the same time.
1: But you get the basic idea once you've listened to all no, of the song. No, you don't. Once you've listened to the entirety of the song once, and you've listened to the entirety of another song once, but, you've uh, got the you've got the holistic view of each song. You've already you say, proved yourself wrong. No,
0: you've already proved yourself wrong because you said you like the first verse and you don't like the chorus. So therefore. You you you've defeated your own argument. I
1: haven't because I'd still say I prefer holidays in Eden to most toys, especially this version, because it had more elements in it that I enjoyed than most toys.
0: Still Case wrong. closed. No, you're still wrong.
1: Dry land. Love it. Oh, love it. It's become one of my favorite songs.
0: It's my favorite theme park, Dryland. <laughs> it's the, the It's the theme park that's dedicated to all things dry. <laughs> How does that work? It's, like, it's got you, sand. Yeah, there's sand, there's rocks. Yeah, lots of dry rocks. Tumble
1: dryers, uh
0: fossilized trees, petrified trees, deserts. Uh, all the food's just like crackers and and dry biscuits.
1: Do they have any drinks?
0: I hadn't really thought this through.
1: They've got like dehydrated food, you know, like astronaut ice cream.
0: Yes, astronaut drinks, which are also dehydrated. Yeah, just
1: the just the powdered bit, and you're not allowed to mix
0: it with water. Powdered drink.
1: Mm. Yeah. Everyone's dehydrated and has headaches.
0: Founded by Walt Dry. <laughs> 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 it's pathetic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was that a take on Walt Disney? <clears throat> yeah, you could have said Drysney or something. Nah, no, it's not as good. <laughs> um, yeah. So the past few days have
0: led me to appreciate Dryland even more than before. Uh, yes, I, I, I've always been a bit down on Dryland. Oh, it's such a good song. It's so good, but. I did I did did enjoy I do enjoy it as a song. It's got a lovely guitar solo. Um yeah, we know it's not an a Marillion original, of course, but uh it's fine. I just think it's fine. Really? I I, th-
1: th- I love the lyrics, I think they're clever. It made me think when I was listening to the lyrics, I was like, if H came to the band with these lyrics already written, why wasn't he trusted with more songs? I think in it, the beginning you I, know they had a lot of John Helmer's work
0: well on the first album the reason is because time, time. and yeah. you know they'd already started work on the songs before H came along Yeah, and then I think it was just a hangover from that really they already knew Helmer could do stuff and I think as well but these lyrics were so much more interesting yeah you know no disrespect to John Helmer oh no
1: disrespect to John Helmer you
0: know, I, I, I prefer hearing what H has got to say uh, just because you know, he's the man who has to sing the songs, but yeah, and, and I think he's a great so, lyricist,
1: yeah. He's so talented with expressing his
0: inner world and, and but, putting that into poetry. But you say that at the same time, you know, it took him a while, I think, to find the confidence not to just write lyrics like the No One Can lyrics, which are mm, you know, okay, their yeah, pop, pop song level, yeah. And yet, on the B side of No One Can, you had a collection. Uh, All right, which he didn't write, but that was, uh, you know, very sort of dark Mm. lyrically. Actually, yeah, the more I think about it, the No One Can lyrics, wow.
1: It's not there for the lyrics, though. It's a pop song. It's, you know, they don't have to be, not all songs have to have complex, deep, triple meaning, mysterious lyrics. No, of course they don't. Sometimes we just want simple, fun
0: Tell it like it is. But there are, there are ways of writing love songs. I mean, and a good example is Waiting to Happen on this album. Oh, yeah. Which I think yeah. Waiting to Happen is, Actually is lyrically, true. beautifully. You know, mm. I've got a jigsaw of an angel. Yeah. But, um, yeah. At this, yeah. I think the lyrics on No One Can are some of the best pure love song lyrics he's ever written. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing. Anyway, um, Dryland, yeah, it's fine. The guitar solo, I thought on this, I think they... It seemed warmer somehow. I don't know what has been done in the remix to it, but um, and it sits more in the the mix rather than sort of soaring above it. But I thought it worked. Mm. It's a nice song. It's fine. Yay. I just I just don't I don't hate it at all. I just find it a bit a little bit beige. I love it. Waiting to happen, my favorite track on the album, and um, this is the one where I felt upping the guitars didn't work, and it's a shame because it is my favorite track. I felt the guitars unfortunately got in the way because they are bumped up in the mix was for me. It was always about the voice, this song and that lovely gentle keyboard melody that sort of runs through it. Mm. Um, And here the guitars seem to dominate, you know, the acoustic guitar strumming that, that is there in the, the verses. Yeah. I just felt that was a mistake because it, the, the joy of this song for me is the light and shade. Mm. And there's less contrast here now. You know, the the quieter moments that were there before are less quiet.
1: Right. And, but maybe that so, fits more with the whole
0: album as a whole. I think it would have fit anyway if they'd have. I mean, if anything, I'd have gone the other way. I'd have made the quiet moments quieter. The song, the lyrics, the message of it. This, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt before that it was the light, all about the light and shade for me. The way it soars, particularly at the end. My God, yeah. You know when it kicks in, it's such a great but song.
1: But H's voice is just so it's stunning. Oh, on this song,
0: spectacular. Yeah, in fact, I wrote this absolutely down.
1: spectacular.
0: Um, yeah, I wrote. I, lo- I And I, I don't know I if voice, that's
1: honest. part of the remix because again, I oh, did listen to there. them side by side,
0: but it really stood out. It did make me think, God, I'd love to hear this live again. Mm. God, it's such a good song. Should have voted for it in the poll. Should have done. What an idiot. This Town.
1: I enjoyed it more than I remember enjoying it. But again, which I think I said this originally when we covered the album for the podcast, it's the second and third
0: parts of it that I enjoy the most well it's interesting because I as I've banged on about before the original version of this that can be heard on the Stoke Road to Ipanema mm. uh, video stroke DVD I thought was just amazing it had so much energy I mean our friend Anthony listened to it and went it's just the same Uh <laughs> If I remember, he said, ir- you're idiots, which is, you know, it's, it's interesting that he should say that because I do believe that in the sleeve notes, you know, the band actually say they never recaptured that energy that was in those early versions. But, you know, so the band also agree with me that Anthony is wrong. Uh, but this version, that energy is back in there. Mm. It's still not quite as gorgeous as that Stoke Road to Ipanema version. But this is one song on it, probably above all others for me, that, giving it more of a rock raw edge god it works well Mm. uh and i'm back to loving this town yeah i I
1: enjoyed it more but particularly the middle bit the rake's progress is that the middle bit is that what it's called yeah well i was gonna get to that in a minute oh Uh, i thought that was absolutely phenomenal really really gorgeous
0: just a little linking bit
1: oh is it well then it was this the second half. The, <laughs> Just the, second, the second and half. third. Well, I was trying to look on my phone to see w- which which part it was, but it, the right. they'd lumped it all together. Well, so yes, I didn't know. No one, you,
0: you, won't, you don't ever hear those songs separately. Okay. So the second half
1: of the song.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. Loved it. Gorgeous sounds. Loved hearing all the instruments more clearly in their own parts. So, you know, they're, they're kind of, sounded more separated from each other. But the harmony, the overall harmony of it was just beautiful. And I don't know, I think I already did say this in the episode, which I think it was recorded and it wasn't in the bit that we lost. I could really hear the seedlings of Brave.
0: You did say that.
1: Yeah, I did say that. Okay, good.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: that, that really stood out. And as I out. also
0: said, which is interesting, because a lot of this track or song is, mm. is predates h joining yeah crazy uh sorry for repeating ourselves yes Uh, i just want to say though this town the song it just had here it's just got the attitude and swagger that i think they were always going for and as an intro to the 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 trilogy of music i think it it just really sets it up nicely to the point that it's like actually play it live now because it was for years they played it quite often and i was always like Really? Um, but I love I love what it goes into and how it all drops away and the keyboard sounds come in in the sort of second half and the drums in 100 Nights sort of feel like they've got more impact. You know, that mm. sort of... Yeah. Sort of drums. There's a new keyboard line. I mean, it's not new. It was probably there all, all along, but it seems to be up in the mix and it just gives sort of the ending of the song just a little bit more dimension and really works to its benefit there's some sort of extra traffic noise at the end very faint really a little bit yeah very faint yeah so overall we've not even dug into the the live stuff that's on there and the bonus thing oh
1: no yeah we haven't had a chance yet because you know the discone arrived was it yesterday or the day before
0: but so far i mean i just think it's a yeah, they've done a great job. I've loved these deluxe editions and I really do hope they continue them with the, the post-EMI stuff. Mm, I still, hope so we too. We've still got Seasons End to come, haven't we, I think. that's um, They haven't done that yet.
1: Yeah. How come they skipped Seasons End? Oh, they've
0: done them all in a, in a weird arse about face order.
1: But yeah, they're, they're such a good idea. And I'm really curious to see the documentaries and stuff.
0: Yeah. My only issue, it's not really an issue... It would be nice to have, which I think they did, didn't they, with Misplaced or Clutching, one of the others, to have the original mix on there as well. Yeah, oh, you know, did Just they? so you can compare, yeah.
1: So my question is, now that this has been released, this yeah. version's been released, will it replace the old version on sites like Spotify and Apple Music? Don't know.
0: That's all I can say. Don't know. It depends whether they decide to take those off. I mean, I've still got, The original, because I was able to listen to them side by side, Mm. not literally at the same time. Because, I mean, some of the song lengths are slightly different because they've just done little tweaks. You know, most of us have have already got earlier versions of it. But just including that original mix, you could then say this is definitive. You know, this Mm. is the definitive package Mm. for this album. But, you know, it's still great. It's still great. Can't really fault it. No, I love it. Apart from waiting to happen. Oh, dear. (laughs) And and what I will say is I really hope that some people give it another go because for for me now it sits so much better with what came afterwards. Mm. It feels, you know, so much more Marillion and less Marillion trying to be pop.
2: Mm.
0: It's sort of always been seen as, as slightly one of their lesser albums, but there's some great songs on there. Really? There really songs. are. Yeah. It really earns its place. Uh, it just shows, as well, what great songwriters they are, and how you know, they're as good as pop as well as prog exactly and rock.
1: There was another thing I wanted to say, and this is probably not to be included on the podcast. So why do you say that? Well, because you'll you'll see how I'm going to butcher the sensory information. So going back to the sleeve notes, where they were talking about the melding of the two different creative processes, h who likes to work quickly and complete things and particularly Rothers, but possibly also the rest of the band who will... There was a quote, someone said they will jam a piece of music and then leave it like a fine wine for a year. Yes. Then come back to it and taste it to see how the flavours have developed and stuff like that. And I was thinking like, yeah, we always... Um, oh, and I think again, in the sleeve notes, someone mentioned how at the time bands would work quickly, yes. most bands would work quickly, and they would balk at Marillion the way that they slow everything down and 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 um have have a much more lengthy process and it, uh, it reminded me of a video I watched the other day. Here comes the butchering, um, where the people in the video were discussing. There's a new, I think it's a satellite or something that can take photos of deep space. Yeah, it's I, got like yeah, these yeah, mirrors yeah, the James all over Webb it. Webb Telescope. Yeah, okay, telescope, right? And apparently, it it took 17 years to build. Yeah, and the person in the video was saying how. This is something we often don't consider, that in a lot of industries, waiting is a huge part of the game. So they were like, they they put these mirrors on the telescope. Oh, they were wrong. They had to send them back, wait for the right thing to come back to, you know, wait a year for the right materials to be ready to come back. Then they had to melt down gold or some other thing like that, um, which took months and months. So the whole entire creation process ended up being almost two decades. But at the end you have this masterpiece. You have this piece of it's science, but it's also art. And 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 then the the, the person in the video is saying how like, yeah, you know, even if you look at construction work, how much of it is just waiting around for someone else to be ready. Or you look at what well, this was my own addition to it look at farming you plant the seed you have to wait you have to wait for it to be ready to harvest it's not ready instantly and that's exactly the same process that is at work here with music creation they will jam a piece which might be the seed and then they have to wait for it to ripen and be ready for them to form it into a song so it just made me like go, oh yeah, actually I admire, I admire, I mean, they, they mentioned, they named Jake Rothers in particular uh, in the sleeve notes. I admire him being so true to his creative process, process and saying, no, you can't rush me. I don't work like that. I have to wait for that music to be ready to be harvested, to yeah. be ready to be created into
0: physical form. Why didn't you want any of that in the podcast? It was really insightful. Oh,
1: because I was butchering the whole tel- I didn't even know it was a telescope. I thought it was a satellite. You didn't butcher
0: anything. And, so and, and, so
1: like the, and actual, now... the actual facts of the process are, are very hazy and fluid, but, and, but it was the, the general idea that, that I wanted to create. And I was like, yeah, that's how, they, that's how,
0: that how they work. But also with that telescope, the, the bus, you can look at it. You go even deeper into the metaphor. And, uh, you know, those pictures it's taking, that light takes in millions of light years to reach exactly the telescope. and then on top of that it's also got to be processed because it's not like a iphone camera that those pictures have to be the information has to be processed yes uh and and put through various filters and stuff in order to get the information into a visual form, yeah, so yeah, but it's the same in my day job you know it's it it, it writing a lot of it is doing other things and letting the 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 processing go on in the background.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's why I've always liked sort of having more than one job on at a time. And I guess you can look at it as like songs because I can go from one job to another. And while I'm working on the other job, the other, the job that I've just come from is still processing.
2: In the background. Know, yeah, and I can kind of subconsciously. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. When you're writing, everything is writing, you know, just living your life. You're still writing in your head.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, I mean, I know that sounds really wanky, but
1: no, I get it, and I and I and I see how that would fit with Marillion's creative process of creating an album. So yeah, it might take six years. They might not be in the studio all day every day. They only go in for half an hour a day sometimes to jam. But that doesn't mean that's it. The visible production is the only thing that's happening because there's a lot happening beneath the surface, which. Probably the men in suits with the dollar signs in their eyes, you know, the, the, the record label executives don't understand that. They just want everything now.
0: Yeah, now. but also the thing is, there's no one size fits all because H is different. H is you know, different. And yeah. I, I relate that's, to that as that well. That is true. There that are is things true. that I work on where I've got a deadline and I will just hammer away at a script to yeah. get it into shape. And I will rewrite it and rewrite it and won't walk away from it. I'll just keep bashing away at it. And that's clearly H's process. Mm. Yeah, I, I get why that was a difficult marriage at first. But they've obviously over the years found ways to make that work. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I'd be really curious. And maybe he's addressed this in Corona Diaries. I'll be really curious to know how H has dealt with it. What does he do in the meantime while the others are taking their time? Because obviously he's the one that's compromised. The most recent album took six years to release. Well,
0: he does his H so- tours and then he fixes washing machines buys rugs and lamps that sort of thing that's what he goes and <laughs> does does he actually
1: fix washing machines oh i can't remember oh i'm really impressed
0: it, it's just some i don't know whether he fixed it or i i just remember some story from the from his diaries that's <laughs> all Oh. fix a washing machine oh, that's he well, really didn't impressive. he used to be an engineer or something I Didn't or electrical engineering wasn't that his degree oh
1: wow yeah
0: he's, he's if oh, I, he, I recall he can come and
1: fix all the lights in our house that are I'm broken I'm sure he would love
0: that yeah you know yeah. yeah. Perhaps, I'll, perhaps I'll ask out Short silence <laughs> silence can H come and fix our, our lights that are broken <laughs> nothing <laughs> oh we're not going to get anyone famous on our on oh. episode <laughs> they are not going to get any band members on there. They all hate us.
1: And now we're never going to get anyone wish us a happy 100th episode. Anyone from the band, at least. You know what we're going to
0: have to do? We're going to have to turn to the people and just say, everyone, send us send us a voice note saying how much you love Bill <laughs> Bush
1: <laughs> well we could do that you could just that's really um, self, in voice notes that's
0: really self-congratulatory oh, no, Thing is, I don't, I don't mind asking the band because I know they don't listen to us so it's like really then insincere and we just have the novelty <laughs> of them doing it but actually asking the listeners to send us little voice recordings doing a happy birthday or <laughs> congratulations on reaching 100 glorious episodes uh, that feels like that's asking for like fishing for compliments isn't it that's fishing for compliments it's too much
1: And yet, you're considering it. I just want something special. Come on, 100 episodes. What about two cakes? One called Most Toys and one (sighs) called Holiday in Eden. Holiday in Eden. Wow. And then you just have a bite full of each cake. And that's your present for the 100th episode.
0: Well, we should do a performance of Shit, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Lloyd Webber's Shit. (laughs) Tharshight Express. There we are. Starshite Express. There we
1: go. There's the end of the episode. Right.
0: Um, hey, we're gonna be in Aylesbury next uh Saturday and the week after, turns out we I did get tickets to um Hammersmith, so we're gonna be in Hammersmith as well. If you see us, if you see us there Run the and, other way. Yeah, run the other way, come <laughs> say hello. In Aylesbury you'll be able to say hello to bed Anthony, he's gonna be there. Oh, as he's well. gonna
1: be there. Yeah, make sure you say hi yeah. to Bed Anthony. I'm gonna
0: wear a BeamPod t shirt because I like promoting our podcast. So, yeah, come and say hello. We love it when people w- that listen to us say hello. It's very, very gratifying. Because, you know, we don't get a lot of feedback, do we? Just mm. get the odd bit here and there. Regis blowing smoke up our arse. <laughs> 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 about how genuine we are.
1: We are genuine.
0: Yeah, genuine idiots. Gen- <laughs> I
1: was just about to say.
0: <laughs> right, listen, everyone, uh, we're off. Um, subscribe. Uh, tell people about us, sign up to our Patreon if you like. Why are you looking so confused? Your toe is in a really weird spot my in God, your sock. I'm trying to end the podcast. Well, hey, I didn't say bent. it out
1: loud. I was, just trying to des- my toe I was trying to understand what was going on in your sock. I've got my toe and
0: my index toe Who crossed. can
1: move it there? You can actually move your index toe individually. Well, no, with all the other toes. I can't do that. And then
0: I just keep it down with the big toe.
1: I can't do that. You've All got right. prehensile feet.
0: No, it doesn't matter. It's not what way to end an episode. God, hope our hundredth episode is more professional than this. It won't be. No, it'll be worse. <laughs> we should get drunk for it. Yeah, we should. Yes, right. We'll see some of you, in Aylesbury, and talk to the rest of you, imminently. Bye. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>